welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. Neil, Emily, congratulations, you did it. You found the medicine fuel. At long last, we did a small task. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was... Uh, that was fun. I will say it's one of those ones where like there are certain times when you've got a puzzle, which once you've written the puzzle or once you've solved the puzzle, the answer becomes like immediately obvious. It's like when you're looking at yep. an optical illusion and people are like, mm. where's the rabbit? And if you've seen it before, you can always see the rabbit. Like, it's right there. There's a rabbit in the middle of the page. Which this, I think we made you do that last time, Neil. You had to find a, a, a cheetah or a leopard. A che- yeah. yeah. Right. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. This is one yep. of the, the big puzzle that got you guys uh, stuck for a long time is exactly that. Because once you've seen it, right, I'm just looking at my piece of paper and I've got the word bone scans written down very clearly just in the middle. Because once you get it, it's, it's obvious. It just says bone scans. Same. I'm yeah. looking at my, at my paper and I wrote them sort of diagonally to try and match <laughs> up the lines and it just sells, spells bone scans. Yeah. Once you know oh, it, it's wow. just there. So frustrating. <laughs> we got to, I figured we could start talking about bone scans. It was an interesting puzzle. It was slightly different on the playtest, um, where it was the same concept, but That's it said. True. Uh, well, here's the problem it said, uh, it said rad mag yeah. to go for a radiology. But also, I had accidentally said earlier, oh, Dr. McDonough, yeah, she's a radiologist. So, so we just didn't skip need the, the whole clue. thing. Yeah. So I was like, Whoops. well, we don't need to. I'll just look for a radiology magazine. So the puzzle was completely skippable. But yes, it used to say R4DM4G, mm. which was rad mag. And I think bone scans is a better version mm. um, and a little bit nicer, yeah. a few different letters. Uh, it's I've fantastic. It, it, was a great, it was a great puzzle to start with, to frustrate, and <laughs> to get because of exactly what you said. Because, and I think kind of hilariously, because Emily and I both, love puzzles and doing puzzles together that we we went too fast too quickly it was kind of <laughs> a prime example I, yeah. you probably heard me in the last episode just asking so many questions about what these could mean why is it a letter and a number but the number and a letter why does one have three what mm-hmm. are their space like we're just out thinking it in every possible oh, yeah. way you were going full like the tv show numbers analytical <laughs> <laughs> i will say i was very impressed emily with your ability to to logic out like the where things would be going, I, I was really impressed with you being like, "Well, look, we've we've already looked at something that was aligning to the grid, and that's outputted these numbers. So the numbers aren't going to like go back into the grid to like re-output." It was a really it was good to hear your mind solving through that and ruling out like that wouldn't make sense as a puzzle. That'd be recursive. We'd just be stuck in a loop. So that was really nice, and it was just then an interpretation of what those numbers meant. But it was really nice. To hear that, I was very impressed. Um, and it oh, clearly shows you. you you've done a lot of puzzles and a lot of escape rooms. And so you know the, the language and the format. Yeah, but I, I will say that uh, I find puzzles in an escape room, at least at the level or ones that I've done, tend to have, um, I, do, I guess I probably do more linear ones or more discrete puzzles. And, and the weaving through of trying to like mm. get from a magazine and back to here, like, you know, the, it's a real combination of keeping focused in your head as well as a little notes, but not getting too caught up in either one of those. It's, mm. it's almost, it, it requires such creativity to mm. just build this in your mind and solve the puzzle at the same time. 
And I do feel like somewhat of a newbie, but I'm very <laughs> excited to uh, hone my skills at this more. But I'm not a newbie and I was right there with you. And weirdly, <laughs> this was a great, a, a, a very well-designed puzzle for the audio medium, because if you <laughs> yeah. just saw these things like written out at an escape room, I think you'd, you'd yeah. see bone scan sooner or maybe not. Yes. I no, no, down, I think you're but... right, right? Because in a physical space, you are immediately confronted with the way they are written. It is in front of you and it's inescapable. But because mm. it's audio, you can separate out the concept of a B and a zero mm. much more, like you can separate that mm. from seeing them written down. And sometimes part of the puzzle in the way that we do things is you deciding what you're going to write down, how they're going to mm. be written down. You've done this but, occasionally but... in playtest when you have letters and you just say, okay, I'm just going to write them randomly to see if it looks different and yeah, strikes and, anything And it's kind way. of like, it's that, it's... Another one of those elements that exists in this medium that doesn't exist so much in the in the physical. I mean, occasionally in a real escape room, you have like we've got a few posters. Let's like shuffle them around, or let's move them, or sit them on the table. And, and like the process of moving them onto a table makes you go, "Oh, wait, these are connected in a way that I didn't see before." But it's much less mm. common. I have also seen like the inverse in physical escape rooms where there are things written down, and once you choose to say them aloud, something becomes clear. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they, they, there's a connection yeah. phonetically that you didn't see when you were looking at the way they were written. Yeah. But saying it so to Danny, a teammate So, when you help. were creating this puzzle, did you think, oh, I want to create something that is more audio escape specific? Or did you think it would be fun to play with letters that could be thought of as equations, but in point of fact are just read as numbers? I think I, I have mean, been having a, word. a lot of fun this year. I did it at the start of the... Uh, Escape Roomba Loomba arc as well, with things that, the, the sorts of puzzles that are really obvious once you have looked at them after seeing the solution. Like nice. I did that in the, yeah, in the first Escape Roomba Loompa where it was saying words out loud and right. it was just a complete sentence or a set of instructions mm. or whatever it was, but you can't tell that until you know the answer. Mm. But once you know it and people say it, you're like, you're just saying the solution. You're exactly. Telling so the I sentence. think I've been playing with that a lot lately and that mm. was the feeling I was starting with. I love it. I love it. It comes with experience and to be able to be that bold. I just don't think <laughs> I would be able to be that confident. That was cool. I, I also wonder with this puzzle specifically, whether there's like a, a very, very, not even generational thing, like a very specific subset of ages in which this puzzle becomes easier. Because when we were, I don't know, 13, 14, 15. Very curious. The internet was full of leet speak. That's Which was specifically this. It was the whole cultural trend of writing on the internet, submitting all of your E's for threes, all of your I's for ones, all of your, like, like, and that was just a thing. All of your A's to four. That was, and so, like, for me, when I saw this puzzle the first time, especially with the fours, yeah, you Radmack, had fours I was like, in your draft. I remember being 15 years old. That's leet speak. That's that's oh, that's wow. a good point. Replacing I may have been numbers. inadvertently ageist and dating myself. Yeah. People, any like, I think people a few years younger or older than us missed this weird window of internet it's culture. Possible. Where it was very popular to do this. This is the first I've heard of leet speak ever. That's because you're <laughs> not leet, Neil. You're not leet like us. But now you have to ask your kids if they know anything about it either, or if we have really oh, windowed ourselves. I, think it's... I don't even know how you're spelling it. What is it? Oh, I'm spelling it. Um, I three three T for leet. <laughs> 
Are we sure there wasn't a seven in there somewhere? <laughs> so the only thing it makes me think of is like when we would spell stuff on an a, on a calculator. Yes, it's it has similar. a similar flavor to that to yeah. to boobs on you a know, calculator. Like, oh, look, I spelled tell <laughs> and boob and all that. Yeah, you know? real young rebellion. Uh, it doesn't work anymore because calculators just have normal typing on them. True, but no. Oh, I totally see it. Now. Yeah, yeah, but it's it is. A, but I think, and that's something that makes it more noticeable. I think that was where Neil, when you first saw it, you immediately went to. You were thinking like calculator displays, mm. where an S mm. is a five, and and that sort of yeah. got you into that the mindset of it. Because O and S work very well for that. Four is a little bit worse, right? It doesn't work well on that display, but if you draw your fours where they meet at the top, it looks very much like a capital A. We already mm. had that even in the playtest because you don't connect I up don't your connect fours, but fours I do. Like so mine look more A-like than yours. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, there was, it was great. And I feel like then there was a similar, was this intentional for you, Danny? Because I, I don't think we talked about this much during the playtesting. Mm. There is a similar implementation where we get back to tendon later yes. in the room. It's 10DN mm. becomes tendon. I thought on its own, if you hadn't done the previous one, tendon was bloody hard. Mm, okay. So you were thinking it was easier given that we'd done bone scans already. A little, yeah. I think and that's The idea, again, when you first started using your bodies to make the shapes, you made 10 and that was spot on. Really happy with how well that worked out. I was worried about my wording being atrocious for that, but you nailed it. And then going on to the D and being able to recognize letters are also acceptable. And having done the first puzzle yeah. that had mixtures of letters and numbers and that being okay, I okay. think that it helped. And again, I think I've done that a couple of times where there's been a bit of an intro puzzle. That primes you to Yeah, that isn't fun. the same, but definitely gets you ready for another one later. I can't remember off the top of my head which other one did that. We'll never know. It may right. well have just been last episode. <laughs> I'm already blanked out. Uh, but yeah, I no think... Problem. It wasn't explicitly, I don't think I ever had a moment of cool and I'm going to make it the same style of answer that you're going to see, nor did I have a moment of, oh no, are these the same puzzle? It felt acceptable. Yeah. No, I think it worked really well. No, I like it. I like it. I obviously went straight to crossword. I'm like, 10 down. 10 down. You did, didn't you? Uh, Were there any, out of any of the puzzles and things that you had to do in here for each of you, was there a moment that you felt particularly good about yourself? Well, I mean, the the only thing I didn't lose time on at all was going straight back to the cabinet at the end. Yes. Everything else seemed to be quite the struggle for me. Um... And you seem to think like I was aha that I said wheels for the for the bed, but you had described it that way, so that wasn't particularly um, a win for me. That was just incidentally what you said. in my ori- original draft of the notes, I'd completely forgotten to mention that it had wheels, so you would have gotten your aha moment for sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, n- no, I mean I'm proud of Neil because he. <laughs> solved so many of it, you know, so much of it. He, he sounded things out. He saw those patterns. I mean, you are the, the MVIP today. <laughs> I do feel, I do feel very happy for oh. the, the 10 done one. That was fun. Because nice. it, it took us a while to figure out what exactly we were looking for. And I mm, think yeah. that was by design. So I loved the, the, the blue herring. It was interesting, wasn't herring. it? Every time you solved a puzzle, you went into it thinking that you were going to get the solution to a different part. True. Yes. You were looking at the one that gave you the six letters going, this would definitely get us three digits because it's three x-rays. The, right. the 
the I, I didn't realize how cruelly deceptive some of these but things they, were. They really were. That was felt like a deliberate <laughs> play because you're right, right? Three X-rays and you know you have a three-digit code. It feels like that's it yeah. as the connection. And then it's a real mean thing where it starts giving you numbers. And even then, like, again, Emily, like the whole time you were, you were really good at keeping track of these sorts of like goal-oriented puzzles because when you got the 10, it was just like, wait a minute, we can't get a 10 from this because that's going to get us too many numbers. Uh, <laughs> and it was then like four, like, and it, which is right. Like that's a moment of like, is this going to work? Yeah. And it was then forced because yeah. it's also, you know, it's not getting you uh, letters yet. So how could it be for the six yeah. letter combo? And this then one the fact was that very much, just let it happen. Yes. Yeah. It really needed <laughs> just like, just go with it. Just see what happens next. Um, but Again, there I thought some, I was overthinking it probably because I'm used to your longer form singular mm. rooms. Mm. Yeah. And so this being a bit of a mini room with yeah. the, with with fewer puzzles that have to connect in a longer narrative, I was probably overthinking that. But once we once we once we honed in on it, I have to say it was really fun to create those image the, the line images of T and T yes. and N <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. with my own body and my own. Yeah, mind. I'm glad we and, got to get physical with this. That was fun. Do you, do you video this archive for yourself? No, no, this is un, this is unrecorded. You'll have to film it yourself afterwards. <laughs> this is the next big TikTok. Um, um, but yeah. it was lovely, and I, I I like your restraint in in not scowling at our our <laughs> when we're going down the wrong path. You're just there, motion emotionless. Not reacting, but you, I like the thumbs up when we're on the right track. Oh, every time you say something, you go, oh, is it about this? I am either going, oh, no, I totally made it look like that. I'm so terrible at this. I've led them completely astray. What have I done? Or else I'm going, oh, that's good. Maybe next room. <laughs> but I think that there's also an element of that where it's like it's based on on a feeling of the guests. Like sometimes we have guests, like I felt like if we had hinted too much to you with our facial expressions, with our body, I think you maybe wouldn't have appreciated that in terms of it being like taking a solution away from you because you're, you're so, you're, you know, you love escape rooms. You're so into puzzles. Uh, and so I think I was, if you had been different guests who were here for like a fun, silly time, who weren't as experienced, or who, right. did, who weren't probably, showing that I they... probably would have uh, put up the bumpers a little bit more. Yes, it would have been, a, we would have definitely had a bit more, like they would have said, oh, is it, is this going to relate back to the chair? And we would have had like a, oh, da, 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 da. <laughs> and, and I think because they would appreciate that. They're like, okay, thanks, thanks, thanks. Like, but you had such like a, a clear, like, analysis of how you were doing the puzzles. You were ruling those things out yourself. I, we didn't want to take able that to... from you. Find the things, um, yeah. And so, it's yeah, if you've you been other people, we would have hinted. We like saying yes astute. more than no as well. Everyone feels good about yeses. <laughs> it was remarkably astute because the um, escape room that we recently did together, when we went into the hallway and were giving sort given the pre-show kind of explanation of what not to touch and don't break things, um, he mentioned hints if we ne needed them, and that he would sort of be able to steer us with hints without us necessarily having to ask but if we did need a hint that we were supposed to ask ask explicitly and emily said in a very admonishy brilliant way she said but you only give us a hint if we have explicitly asked for one 
<laughs> she didn't want to be coddled. She didn't want to be Absolutely. handheld. She didn't want them to assume that we needed a hint and like pin it. She, she said, we will let you know when we want a hint. And I was, and I remember in the hallway going, oh, look at her. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> but it's kind of true. Yeah. It happens sometimes when you're in an escape room and then you're like, you're about to get it. And then someone comes over the, the loudspeaker and they're like, have you uh, checked the drawer? And you're like, I was about to check. The- I was walking through exactly the drawer. Right. You've ruined it. I was on my way. It was a brilliant. And I, I usually have a fail safe in there. And I say, unless we request unanimously, no Absolutely. desperate team member gets to ask yeah. for it. Neil's like, in the corner us. going, please give me a hint. <laughs> no, Neil, no. not for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. I think my only thing that I like with that, like as the only caveat I would ever give to a game master like that is like, give us a hint if we ask, only if we ask for one. But if we're like 20 minutes behind, let us know. Oh, yeah. Like if we don't think we need a hint, but you're like, you desperately need a hint, let, let us know. Yeah. But don't just tell us. Let us be like. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I like guys. to do that with, you're gonna um, lose. with time things. If we've been stuck looking for the same screwdriver for 15 minutes, then okay. Yeah. So, okay. This point, I, please. You nailed it. I have said. If we are 20 minutes and haven't made an inch of progress, you may ask us if we want to hint. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You may you may ask. We might not yes. say yes. Um, it's just the satisfaction isn't just incrementally decreased if you solve with a hint. It's like it's not even a win anymore. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we admit. But you know. And you never know the level whether or not you're gonna get a hint that's like, just as a reminder. You've seen the solution before. You're like, oh, okay, like that's still a satisfying hint. But when they're just like, yeah. just as a reminder, the key yeah. is hidden underneath that chair in the corner and the code <laughs> is D74. You're like, oh, no. Thanks that's for the not hint, a reminder. man. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, uh, and, it's a, and I think for, for us, like, like running the show uh, for so long, you get an idea of how to hint and, and what level of hint and. And more and more, I think if you look at our early episodes compared to now, early episodes, we're like, oh, here's like a a hint that'll help you answer the question. And now there's a lot more just, hey, first of all, why don't you just talk through your reasoning? And then if that doesn't work, the next hint is like, oh, you have seen this or like that you haven't looked at everything in the room yet. And like hints that are just these vague ideas of like, like, I think for this one, our biggest hint was a subtle one, which, which Neil picked up the language that Danny was using of when you were like this is going to get us a five-digit code. And Danny was like, yep, this will get you, like, you, you might get the five-digit code or, or something that, like, leads to the five-digit code. And Neil went, ooh, yeah. something that leads to it. Maybe maybe we got to pull away from right. trying to get five right. explicit digits mm. and maybe just look at this less goal-oriented, like, look at it as the next right. step. And that's, I think, part of what helped you get to bone scans because you're like, okay, okay, I have to free up my mind and not just yeah. reject ideas that don't lead to five digits or five letters. Yeah. So I think like yeah. hints like that that are just like, hey, take a second, player, rethink what you're thinking. You don't even need to tell them what to think. Just like, you're not on the right track is enough of a hint or, or you right. said the right. right thing once. And I like those types of hints because I think they don't take away that feeling of success, especially when you frame it like you have already done the correct thing. So you, this is still your solution. You just didn't go far enough. So like keep with your ideas. And I think... Those hints, when I get them as well, I think is more satisfying. Like, yes, that's right. Mm. I did come up with that. Puzzle hunts do this in an interesting way because a lot of them offer different levels of hints after a certain amount of time has passed or something like that. The first one, completely obtuse and just almost another example that you could use to figure out what's going on in them. Because a big part of puzzle hunts is not the process of solving a puzzle. It is staring at a thing that means absolutely nothing 
and then translating it and realizing here is how it mm. makes sense. And mm. it's incredibly difficult. And so having to, the hints for those have to very carefully not just blow the aha moment for you. And true, by the time they get to the final skill. clue, they just do. But or it's also, though, very frustrating on a puzzle hunt when you have no idea, you get the first clue. And yes, it's exactly the same. So you still have just as little idea what's going on. Yeah, that's true. Well, I can't wait to do the next one. When when I do another one? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, that was interesting because I was just about to ask a question to Emily, but sort of watching Bill and Danny is this is sort of based loosely on E.T. And so I'm wondering what we're, we're, we're two of five, I'm guessing. Uh, two of four, actually. Yeah, two more. Oh, two of four. So that means let's what what other what other please? Big what's happening? What's going to happen in, for the rest of in the room? ET? Well, okay, let's let's predict <laughs> what the other two scenarios will be. Ooh, I can I can play this game because I haven't done the other two rooms at all. We haven't we haven't tested them. We haven't them. So I'm as so in, I in think the dark one as will have to, one will have to be some sort of bicycle flying through the air, <laughs> chasing the cops kind of bicycly thing. Although that's not a locked room so much. What about in a closet with all the stuffed animals? Maybe, but then there's also like the question of like what has happened, these steps of the narrative. Like the last thing that happened just then was government agents have stolen our ship and we have to get right. it back. So there's like a ship heist outside of the movie ET. It's like oh, that's the narrative true. structure. Let's my, I don't like, think I've watched ET since I was about four, so I don't oh, remember okay. the story beats of ET very well. Okay, so yeah, we'll probably have to go to some sort of government thing and break in and get. And and find our ship, and then maybe the fourth one will be like once we're back on the ship, how to get it. Wait, we had to know. Wait, I gave, I wrote a note down. <laughs> <laughs> we need our severed fuel line fixed. Yeah, well, so that's we'll right. probably have to fix said yeah. severed fuel line in order to split. That's fun. I nice. wonder. You could almost yeah, do two episodes just in the government. Like one is getting to your ship. And then the last one is you have to fix your ship and get out of here while right. like the time limit is people are trying to get into the room and like government agents. Try. You could do two just in there or could like it could be one. I have no idea. Maybe you escape and then the final one is like you go home to your planet and there's an escape room there. Woohoo, do that. <laughs> An outer space one. It's a Gore well Blacksian escape room. This is also a very question. Often in mine, both in the long form ones and still in Escape Room Palumpha, I have done a pre-final episode twist of some sort. Is oh, four yeah, episodes enough true. for a twist? <gasps> the humans have been the aliens the whole time, and your ship is a time machine. Oh to no! Go, like, you're Ew. just an ape. You're a you're an oh it's a play, you're a Morlock, and so you, and you've traveled Why? back in time. I can't I can't keep track. That's a lot. That's a commitment. That suggestion. <laughs> Yeah, can you change it up and just oh, yeah, do that? Episode this four is eight me, hours long. This reminds me a little bit of a podcast called The Infinite Escape Room, which I think you guys mentioned. Yep, they're great. They've been on. They're they're fun, but they're very sh they're very short. They I mean, are. They are shorter, rooms shorter for and a bit more things going on, fun, but they're good. and they're very very humor based. They are funnier than me. <laughs> they have a whole different style, but I yeah. But, what I enjoy about listening to that sometimes is just how short it is because it mm. feels almost spontaneous. Like, oh, shoot, I've quickly got to come up with something. I'm going to come up with like 
three yeah. things that sort of connect and I'll wrap it around a fun story, which is an, as an improv game is, is fantastic to listen to because mm. they're smart. Mm. At the same time, I do enjoy the thought behind all the puzzling that you do in this mm. on this show. So it's fun to see your version of short format, like in, yeah. in comparison. I enjoy yours a lot. There's this great super fun too. I don't mean it as a as a dis on no, that. yeah, but yeah, it's, it's a fun. different style of the same yeah. sort of uh, uh, focus. Well, look, I I really I enjoy playing this room, and I mm. really enjoyed listening to you two play it as well. Uh, you got sort of caught up on similar things to me, uh, and and had it was nice to like see your thought process going through uh, the magazines as well. I think I I think Emily, you had a similar thought to me of like we've used those magazines now, so I don't need to go back to them. And then suddenly it's like, wait a minute. The only thing I know is I'm looking for a physio. Eventually you cave, you look at the magazines, you're like, oh, well, I'll look at the magazines for everything. <laughs> You're going to make me do yeah. I, I had a similar thought, but it felt like it, it was... I like having that sometimes. Obviously, you don't want to go too much into repeat use of objects, but I also like a trusty go-to sometimes. Yeah, yeah. 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 We got the... Besides, yeah. you didn't use the radiology magazine twice. So That's it doesn't true. Break exactly. The I appreciate how well you did all of the check marking off the maintenance stuff and recognizing that it was the upside down frowny face, seeing the word chair and windows, because I don't know if my notes are in any way visible, but that was what I spent the most time trying to figure out how to make it look like a trying frown. to figure out words that spelled out chair that could be instructions for cleaning <laughs> that's why oh, we rotating it was fantastic to have both of you thank you so much for for coming on it was, it was great wonderful to, to, have to talk with you again uh i loved it and emily great i know time. you so asked when the next one is i'm not sure but you can also always go back to any of these rooms all the notes are available to everybody for free get neil to run one find a find a room that neil played and yeah. get him to run it for okay. you uh, that would be fun neil can be the that danny for uh the magic themed room yeah there's a magic mm, room that neil did that he can run one. it for you uh and you can all play it and uh, you can just record that send it to us we'll make it an extra episode yeah that's that saves us some work nice. um but it was lovely to have you uh neil is there anything going on right now that you want to send people's attention to, if people listen to this, things they can, anything going on in the Neil-verse? I, I just finished production of a show that I sort of co-created and uh, produced for Hulu called Drag Me to Dinner, which is a parody uh, reality um, food <laughs> competition show. It's, Excellent. It's, it's two pairs of drag queens, each trying to throw the best <laughs> dinner party. And so we got 40 amazing drag queens. We filmed one a day. Yeah, that doesn't um, sound like a parody. That sounds deadly serious. <laughs> and Well, but, it, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of spoofing the genre a bit. So, uh, so it'll be fun. And it was a lot of work. That's called Drag Me to Dinner. We'll be out next year. And we're hopeful that um, Uncoupled season two gets picked up on on the Netflix. But it yes, for people who haven't watched Uncoupled, go check it out. It's a fantastic show. Fun show. You have to be willing to be sad. You've got to be willing to be a little bit. You've got to be in that sort of mood where you're okay being happy and sad. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's poignant. Star show. It's just very and yeah, and a lot of really good performances. Just celebrated our kids' twelfth uh, birthday on the twelfth of October. It was their golden birthday, and we just threw a big giant 
party for them where 20 kids were sleeping over at, at our fun house uh, in tents in the backyard. So I'm beat up, but we didn't film <laughs> that. That's just in my own world. So that's my life. Wonderful. Um, and Emily, is there anything that's fun going on you want to, people could check out or do? In terms of show business, certainly um, the new season of Foolus starts oh, on Friday. Um, that's not mine, but claim you know, it anyway. Dinner for the start. Um, and uh, and then, I mean, the only thing I'm really involved with that's big enough to tell your audience is uh, there's a wonderful show on Broadway that I'm an investor in called A Strange Loop. Ooh, and, oh, that sounds uh, cool. It it's won the Tony real. for Best Musical, and it won, I think, the Pulitzer. Hell yeah. Oh, yes, that's exciting. Best book, I believe. Or something. It, it oh. won one other Tony. you think I would know for sure. <laughs> it is absolutely fabulous. I saw it four years ago in a very small theater and could not get out of my seat. I wrote to the writer. I found his email, and I said, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Can, if you ever move forward, can I please invest? And they contacted me in October of 21. I invested in February 22. It opened in March of 22 and won two Tony Awards in June. Yeah, Amazing. best musical and best book. Fantastic. Amazing. And now Emily yeah. has a Tony. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say um, she co-produced a documentary film called Tim's Vermeer. Am I wrong with about that? You are correct. That is one of my favorite things. Mm. I don't know if you've seen Tim's Vermeer. There's a, a an artist uh, named with the last name Vermeer, mm -hmm. and he's very Johann Vermeer, very famous. And everyone has always kind of wondered how he created these images back in the day to be so striking and photogenic um, when technologies didn't exist really to do that. And it follows a guy who was obsessed with how it worked and recreating a Vermeer himself. And it's it's for, for all sort of puzzle escape enthusiasts, uh, it's it's like a hour and a half minute, maybe less documentary following this guy's crazy obsession. And it feels like a puzzle being solved as a documentary. I it was, it was love wonderful. it. It's thrilling. I find it to be almost roller coaster like. It's just so exciting. And I think it eclipses Anne Mary's art and puzzles and documentary. It's just a thing of its own. And I was only tangentially involved in making it happen, but the creativity goes to Penn and Teller. For sure. and Tim. Directed and by awesome. Teller. Um, yeah. It's called Tim's Vermeer. You should check that out as well. Definitely. Wonderful. That yeah. sounds awesome. Right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to help support the show, first of all, just go tell a friend, go tweet about it, go post it on Reddit, make a TikTok of you uh, dancing to a piece of text that tells people to go and poses. listen. I don't know how TikTok works, but do it. Um, and otherwise, if you want to help support the show and uh, everything we make, uh, there is a new season of Solve This Murder that is probably halfway or almost close to being done by the time this episode comes out. So go and check that out. It's fantastic. Um, it's murder mystery <laughs> that Danny tries to... Yeah, it's better than anyone we've ever done before. Um, it's a murder mystery show and it's great fun. But you can support everything that we do uh, at our Patreon. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, any donor of any level gets to appear as an NPC in Thank one of Danny's so rooms. Thank you so much to Trish McDonough for that. Thank you, Trish McDonough. Sorry you have such a scattered brain. Well, you know... <laughs> 
happens. And then there are bonus episodes for the $5 donors. You can listen to the playtest audio. You can listen to our two-minute mysteries where we try and solve strange murder mysteries, uh, which is a very fun, ridiculous series. Other stuff. We have badges and pins that we send out. I post some of my room art on the Patreon now. Yep. And we're going to, at some point, start putting up another little project on there that people can have a bit of interaction with. Yes. Yeah. There's a fun project coming out, but we'll we'll wait and tell you about it once it's out. Because in case we don't do it, then you can't hold us accountable. Um, All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you again, Neil and Emily. Thank you so much. And thanks, Danny, for for running the room. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 B